Jordan. I'm Lucas. And I'm Jameson. So today we're going to be talking about the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War was started in a part of the Cold War. It started in November of 1955 and ended in April of 1975. So the Vietnam War was caused by multiple things, such as the spread of communism, European imperialism involving France, and American containment. And in this war, there were around 1.5 million soldiers in the Vietnam War. 850,000 were South Vietnam soldiers, 540,000 were U.S. soldiers, 50,000 were South Korea soldiers, and the other were 80,000 soldiers. In July of 1954, a treaty was signed. This treaty split Vietnam into two different parts, the North, which was ran by Ho Chi Minh, and the South, which was ran by Ngo Dinh Diem. The South Vietnam wasn't, wasn't part of communism, while the North was supported by both China and the Soviet Union. The U.S. first got involved with Vietnam in 1954, a year prior to the war starting. And an interesting fact is both U.S. and Vietnamese presidents were shot and killed in November of 1963. They were John F. Kennedy and Ngo Dinh Diem. And the war ended by communist countries or North Vietnam taking over the South in 1975 after the U.S. had left Vietnam. Also, I'm going to be talking and interviewing my grandpa to get his personal experience in the Vietnam War. So I'm here with my grandpa right now. Uh, my name is Phil Janoska. I was born in 1946 in Chicago and uh, our family uh, of five boys and one girl. Uh, we all grew up, we moved up to West Dallas, Wisconsin, and we all grew up in uh, West Dallas, went to uh, schools and uh, high school in West Dallas. And uh, in 1965, uh, after I was out of high school, I had menial jobs working in different places. Um, I was uh, drafted into the United States Army on December 7th, 1965. And that's interesting because that's the same day, uh, not the exact same day, but the same day my mom was born. That's my mom's birthday. Fantastic. Uh, so what was your role in the war? Um, when I got drafted, I had to go to different bases in the United States. Um, I started out in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, which was a basic training that everybody goes through. And after that, um, I wanted to get into a uh, better um, learning uh, facility so that I could uh, go and, and uh, put it toward um, my working in the, in, back in the United States. I uh, requested um, Signal Corps, which is all different types of communications and uh, um, <clears throat> working, uh, putting up uh, uh, in uh, billets and buildings, we would put up the uh, communications, the wiring, and uh, basically we would move from different bases while we were in Vietnam. Um, um, for a while, we were all in one base and they said, fellas, we're gonna spread you out all over. Mm -hmm. So from Quinh Yan, Vietnam, I was there for 90 days. 
I was sent down to a town called Zion, which was just outside of Saigon. And it was a large base and it was a lot of people. Saigon has a lot of people in it. And at that base, um, we did the same thing. We would go out to uh, different uh, bases and we would get them set up in communications. Um, basically, um, going out, leaving the base was a very uh, careful situation. We all had weapons. We had flak jackets, helmets, and um, basically we all watched out for each other. Um, traveling through, whenever you get out from the base, you have to be careful because uh, you don't know if the people walking on the side of the road or working in the fields, whether they could pick up a gun and, mm -hmm. and let yeah. bullets fly. But uh, I was very fortunate. I uh, didn't get into any combat situations. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing a complete one-year tour in Vietnam. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I had the opportunity to stay one week longer. And at that time, when you were drafted, if you got under 90 days and you were back in the United States, you could be uh, um, released from the army and you would have a full two-year service as being drafted mm -hmm. so when i heard that i stayed i added on another week but i was very cautious because i thought if i get hurt or uh, something happens i, I don't want to miss out on uh, um, getting back to the united states i mm -hmm. missed my family yeah. i missed everybody because i i didn't i i did a lot of writing and i i uh, uh, talked to a lot of my relatives, writing back and forth, and it, it really kept my spirits up. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I got back in, um, I had to clear out. Um, it was a different type of um, uh, trip. I had to fly from Saigon to Japan. And again, I had to fly from Japan to Alaska. Really? And then from Alaska, we go right over to Circle, and we go right over to um, Canada. We go right into New Jersey. So I, at Fort Dix, New Jersey, is where I was uh, dismissed from the United States Army. Hmm. Other than that, uh, uh, I was uh, very, very uh, um, grateful that uh, there was no any injuries or mm -hmm. any sh uh, any combat, any shooting back and forth. So mm -hmm. um, it was uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was a good tour. Uh, how long did you serve? Uh, it was two years. Two years. Um, yeah, to the day because you, I fulfilled my uh, two year obligation oh, yeah. and I was able to get out earlier. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what do you remember about the day you were enlisted or drafted? Um, that was in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. and um, I knew when I got my notice, I had to go down to the Veterans Administration downtown, and uh, they told us that uh, there were about 100 guys. They told us that we were all going to get uh, physical inspections, and we were going to be cleared to be drafted into the United States Army. And they were, how do you say, telling us that, you know, we're we're getting a buildup 
in uh, soldiers in Vietnam, and uh, that's where you're going to be heading mm -hmm. in the long run. Yep. But in the States, I probably spent, my basic training was 90 days, and then I got into what they called advanced infantry training, which was basically how to, how to uh, set up in uh, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. The fort that I ended up as uh, the last base before I went over was uh, similar to Vietnam. It was in Fort Polk, Louisiana, and they called it Tiger Country. Because, right. yeah, when the guys left there, they were like tigers. They were, they were going to be in the combat and they were going to be, they were ready. I, mm -hmm. you know, and basically we did, we trained as, as, uh, combat troops, but basically my MOS was communications. So when I got over there, you know, that's what I got into, uh, in, in, the, uh, communications. Mm. Um, I did, uh, go through, um, trying to get a hold of some of my classmates that were sent over at the same time. And uh, I just through letter writing, I found out that one of my classmates did die in Vietnam. Uh -huh. And he was uh, Duncan Krieger. He was uh, 19 years old and he, and he uh, left high school in his junior year. And uh, he told me that he was gonna enlist in the Marines. And it was good for him because he had a, a rough home life, but oh, really? it really, really helped him to develop. But when I heard uh, getting back and through letters, I heard that he was uh, uh, in combat and he was killed. Yeah, that's so, another good thing to hear. Yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, what was the average day like for you? Um, basically, uh, basically uh, it was five o'clock rise, you know, mm -hmm. go to the mess hall and have a breakfast. And then from there, um, we would uh, either have classes or we would get on uh, vehicles and go out into the uh, other outlying bases mm -hmm. and do some work there. Or if it was in our, where we were stationed, they were building permanent billets. When we first went over there, it was tents. And you stayed eight, eight guys in a tent mm -hmm. with a four-foot wall of sandbags all the way around. And uh, there were times when uh, they'd sound the alarm and we'd have to get out of our tent and we had big trenches all the way around the base. Really? And all you had to do was run and jump in it, and, but you had to have your weapon, mm -hmm. your hel helmet. And you could do, be in your pajamas if you, <laughs> you know, if you were sleeping, but um, it was all, you know, it was good to know because if there was something incoming or if there mm -hmm. was gunfire taken, you know, we were ready, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a lot of uh, guard duty. Um, basically, uh, I, I did get moved around from Quinyan. I went to Ann K, which was a three-week stint. We helped set up communications. But that was pretty close to the combat. That was oh, the really? closest I was, I was ever... Uh, into uh, a, a combat uh, firefight because mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the infantry guys that were there they they were lower how do you say they were right near the where if it was going to happen they were going to be right in the right spot oh, really? and uh, we were up you know a little back from them but when they when they blew that siren you you didn't stick around you didn't 
you went right into them trenches and you got ready, you know. And mm -hmm. sometimes in Vietnam, you ever heard of monsoon season? Uh, I think so. It means a lot of rain. It's oh, like yeah. a yeah. six months, three to six months time where it just rains. Really? Rain. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they lasted that long. Oh, it was terrible. It was, <laughs> it was a long time. And you'd go run to jump in that trench. Well, you went down in the muck, so you had to be sure. But I, I did a few things. You know, I, one time I went and put some boards in it, you know, because mm -hmm. I knew, hey, if I ever got to jump in there, then boards will be nice and solid, you know. Yeah. But darn it, if somebody wasn't always in my spot, when I <laughs> went out there. Yeah. But I, I was very fortunate, Jameson. And I, mm -hmm. uh, I stuck with my buddies. Yeah. I, uh, I got... Uh, trained in communications and uh, uh, if necessary I, I would have fought combat mm -hmm. but it was called upon so getting back um, I did my brother a favor mm -hmm. because he was uh, drafted and he was in the uh, medical corps oh. he was a medic oh really and next to the combat troops the next guys in line that are closest to the combat are the medics um, so i i was six months in and my brother tim wrote me a letter and he said hey uh, phil tell me who your company commander is and uh i i started writing them back you know i said what do you want to know for you know hey i'm here i got another six months to go and mm -hmm. you know um and we, we back and forth for a couple of weeks. He says, well, if you're there and I'm here, I don't have to go. But our medical group in the next six months to a year is going to leave. Mm -hmm. And he was stationed in Fort Bell. And I wrote him back. And I think it kind of scared him because I said, Tim, I said, it's nice over here. It's nice weather, tropical. Um, I got a nice tan. It's really, really, you know. <laughs> Phil, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I'm a medic, and I don't want to be in, in the in the thick of it. You know. Yeah. I says, hey, I got you covered. I says, I'll, uh, I'll probably stop and see it because I knew I was going to end up in Jersey mm -hmm. in Fort Belvoir, Virginia. It was like 90 miles. It was nice and close, yeah. which I did when yeah. I got back. Um, there was a lot of how do you say public disdain for the war. Mm -hmm. A lot of people and. And uh, he was right outside of Washington, D.C. So he asked, hey, you know, can you not wear your uniform? Because I, I was proud. I had all my yeah. uh, acknowledgments, my ribbons and stuff on mm -hmm. me and uh, full dress. And um, he says, you know, if, if we're going to be going around Washington, there's a lot of people that are just they they dislike the war and yeah they're gonna yeah. they're gonna say something to you or spit on you or do something they did oh a really? girl did yeah came and spit on my uniform and he held me back i was gonna go after it say hey wipe this off yeah, that's but nice. it was just it was just something that i i should have uh you know thought it would happen yeah but uh other than that uh i did uh end up taking uh I took a train from Washington all the way to Chicago, and then I bust up. You know, mm -hmm. and I never told my mom. I never really? told her I was clearing out. And I told Tim, "Don't, don't let mom know. I want to surprise her." <laughs> so uh, I got back, and um, 
I went into the house, you know, and she said, who's here from the kitchen? Uh -huh. <laughs> I said, it's your soldier boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was so happy. Yeah. She just hugged me like a headlock. Oh. <laughs> so other than that, I had to serve no more time, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it was it was a, a good tour. It was mm -hmm. safe. Uh, when I was there, there were 66,000 troops in vietnam really and in the next two years because i i left in uh, um, september of 67 and it got rough really yeah 68 was the tet offensive and that was they they did a lot of infiltrating from different areas they would come down uh, and then they would come in like through laos they would come in through different ways and they really the guys really had a, a lot of tough fire fights mm -hmm. and in the end after it was all done with it they collided and were about almost sixty thousand. i think it was fifty nine thousand guys gave their lives in vietnam so i've seen the wall I uh, took a trip to Washington with Nana and uh, uh, Jesse and uh, Jesse's husband, Brian. And uh, I went to the wall. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to see it. And there I saw names of my buddies. Oh, really? Know. Duncan Krieger was on there. Um, I can't think of the other guy. Um, let's see. I got them. I, I I have them in my book. I should have bought it along. I always kept a log of it, you know. And oh, really? I think of them guys, and uh, you know how how it just changed in an instant for them, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, other than that, let's see. I had a, a few friends that I uh, looked up uh, from Minneapolis. Uh, he ended up being a sergeant, and uh, he was my platoon leader. Um, and, he, and he's still living up there. He's a real mm -hmm. nice guy. I'm lost on names now. Lee. <laughs> Lee, Lee? Ar Lee Arndt. Yeah, good guy. Short, but uh, just a, a wrath of knowledge and uh, he'd cover your back in an instant. You know, he was a good guy. Mm -hmm. So, and then guys from Chicago, I knew, I knew about five or six of them. Mm -hmm. De Detroit City. A buddy of mine, uh, was in artillery but we got drafted the same time and uh I, I can't think of his name but he was from uh just up horicon horicon wisconsin and uh he came back and we had a hard time communicating because he was partially deaf because oh, artillery are really? banging them shells oh yeah and uh he had hearing aids in there and he told me he said it was really been a struggle he says but I can hear you, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, war is never a good thing. No, no. And, and basically, you know, you look at the amount of guys that gave their lives, it was such um, disappointment that when it was all over, like, here come the Viet Cong, and they just mm -hmm. get back right in there, like, three months later. Yeah. You know, yeah. they ended up in 70, let's see. I'll say 74. They ended up just swarming Saigon, mm -hmm. you know, and they had a lot of airlifts out of there with helicopters, got a lot of troops out, got a lot of uh, 
uh, people that are, were employed that were uh, civilians, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they worked for the, for the Army, and they got them all out. Otherwise, it could have been a lot, a lot more, mm -hmm. you know. All right, are we? Yeah, yeah thanks right. for telling, sharing your stories. Yeah, it's very I, interesting. I had somebody on my shoulder. I come back unscathed. Mm -hmm. I did. I did have a, a, a little uh, injury when I oh, really? we were working out in the field, mm -hmm. and we were just putting up temporary communications, which is just two by fours and they're eighteen, sixteen feet long. We mm -hmm. nail them together, and then we would brace them, you know, while these guys were yah yahing, and I'm setting up the boards, and all of a sudden this thing goes falling. <laughs> Never hollered or nothing. They whacked me right in the back, my helmet. Oh, really? I wouldn't have had my oh, helmet. Oh, yeah. I'd have gone bonkers. <laughs> but they knocked me down, and then they came over there, and my nickname was Joe, like Joe, mm -hmm. Joe Nasca. They called me Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe Dory, all right, Joe, can you get up? Can you get up? What the hell happened, you guys? I didn't even hear you holler. <laughs> You know, we didn't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to remember you guys. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I got around country. I got I got in a lot of places. And uh, it was uh, a, a nice understanding when we were in Saigon to see how well the people, they were, they were very cordial and uh, mm -hmm. they appreciated us being there. Yeah. You know, so... All right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your stories. Okay. All right. So based on the interview that Jameson did with his grandpa, uh, I took into consideration a lot of the things that he said, and I thought it was really interesting that uh, Jameson's grandpa, like the process that he had to go through just to get drafted, and that there was over 60,000 soldiers that were being drafted, which is a lot for a war. And like Lucas said, the being with the drafted uh, concept, I thought it was also interesting that he was drafted on the same day that Jameson's mom was born. And I also thought it was interesting how the role that he played in the war was so unique in the communications. And that's not really a side of the story that you hear that often. Well, that concludes our podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to check out any of our other podcasts here or at any other streaming platform.